Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Eva shared a story with me this week um, that she saw that's really rocked her world lately. Um, and it, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's something that I absolutely hate. I know you're not supposed to say hate in church, but I hate it. And uh, she told me a story about this. You've probably heard it, but recently a young pastor uh, took his own life. Three kids, beautiful wife, ended his life in the church. He had been on a, uh, a forced uh, leave of absence. His, the, the, uh, his father uh, built the church. His father had built this church. It was a mega church. Um, and his father got cancer and died and he took over. He's 30 years old. And he had three boys and a beautiful wife. And he, and he was forced to leave because he started to have these anxiety and panic attacks. And he didn't know why. But things like the floor not being done in time rocked his world. He, he would panic. He'd freak out. He thought someone was coming to kill him. He was constantly trying to keep up with something and keep up with this, this idea of what he was supposed to be and, and how this thing was supposed to look. And he, and he couldn't take it anymore. And the, and the, the elders there, the, the people that were there told him, take four months off. We need you to get help. They forced him to do it. He took four months off. August, he came back for his first service. And, uh, and he talked he, he, he talked with his wife up there. He shared about, like, I know you all have questions. I know, you know, people love this guy. Like, he's, uh, he's very recognized in the community. It's a, he's, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, people love them. Um, and there's a lot of people that are a part of that uh, community there. And, um, and he, uh, he, he went up in front of the people and, told, and, and said, things are better. I'm good, you know. Thank you for giving me this time. And he went back into it, and it got him. The hopelessness came over and took over. And Yahweh's showing me lately, Yahweh's been speaking to me lately about misidentification because I believe that that's the root to the hopelessness. I've been watching. <laughs> I've been watching friends, people that are my age, my generation that have entered into the ministry recently, have been in it, and they constantly are trying to fight this like rat race type deal. Like they gotta be, they have an image in their idea of what it's so, supposed to be. And religion has created rock stars and it's created a system that keeps them away from their true identification. And I've watched friends, I've watched friends and I can see it on their face, man. I can see it. It's got them. They decide that they have to be relevant. They've got to look like someone else, that there is a map in which they can follow to become the rock star that they think that they're supposed to be. 
And if they can get there, if they can climb that and they can look like this or look like that or sound like that or preach like this or have the words clear, if they can write a book that sells a ton of copies, then they have achieved something. What is rich anymore? (laughs) What is notoriety if it's not of the kingdom? I mean, come on. They're trying to be relevant. Relevant to what? But man, we live in this world that I can't stand this this thing that's come about. And it's this social media trying to make you think that everybody's got it figured out, that everybody's got happiness. And if you can look like that, you will have achieved something. And if you, if you don't have social media and it doesn't speak to you, great, fantastic. Don't ever get on it, but I'm coming for you in a little bit. <laughs> but listen, this fake, this fake stuff, this fake stuff, man, it, it's created this. We have, yes, there's, people say, well, the suicide rates, you know, that's drugs. You know, that's the drugs. It's, 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 it's mental health issues. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, it is. But what's the root? It's hopelessness. It's misidentification. And Yahweh, Yeshua, has, has, has reminded me of, of where I was two years ago. And I believe that it's a pathway that could have led me a different way than, than I ever would want to be. And Ben reminded me of it this week. We were sitting uh, talking in my office, and he just said, uh, he said, man, I have it marked on my calendar. It's almost, it's almost two years to the day that we were in Tzatziki's. And a lot of you know that story I've shared before. Uh, but we were in Tzatziki's, and we're, um, um, we're, we're I'm, I mean, if there's any kind of land I could say that I was in, it's misidentification. It wasn't that I wasn't happy. Um, there's a lot of things that made me happy. I, you know, had a beautiful wife. I believe Frank was there at the time. I mean, my business was thriving and I was doing some things that I always wanted to be able to do. And I was, and I was, I mean, I was like, man, I've got it. I've got it made. But there was something in me and I, and I, I just was misidentified. I don't know any other way to say it, but misidentified. And I sat in, I sat in Tzatziki's with Ben and he all of a sudden got just, I don't know what happened. Well, I, I do know what happened, but, but in Tzatziki's, Ben just starts going. He starts prophesying over me to quit your day job, to work out of the rest, to be identified by him, that Yahweh is building a house and he's tuning you to help build that house. And Ben, we didn't know what we were talking about then. We didn't, uh, we, didn't, we didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that I was broken inside and he didn't even know about it. And I'm in tears and people are looking at us like, what in the world is going on here? And Ben is just, I mean, he's going, I'm, I'm wanting to leave because it's touched me so deep and so true and so real that it's actually, it's making me really uncomfortable. Even when I knew it was right, it's making me really uncomfortable and not in the natural ways. And, uh, and I was in this time of misidentification and, and, and something unlocked that day. And I could have stayed in it. But I had a wife. I had a brother. I have a family. I had an apostle. I had the spirit that said, no, 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 no. I refuse. I refuse to let you live in the land of misidentification. 
And I was telling Eva, my wife at times, hey, babe, could you not pray in the spirit right now? I was, I was saying that. I didn't even realize I was saying that to her, but I was saying, honey, would you please not right now? <laughs> it's ridiculous. But she, but she refused. Not in that moment, but when it didn't matter that I was around or not. Man, she laid into the spirit and she said, no, not, this is not happening to him. There's, he's, he's got a piece of his identification, but he does not have the whole. And I refuse to let him be misidentified. And Ben didn't care who was in there because first off, Ben doesn't care who is anywhere. Except for he said, no, not today. Not with my brother. I don't know what you're called to, but you certainly are not called to misidentification. And I hate, I hate with a passion. I hate it. The misidentification that has, that has plagued this nation. I hate it. And Yeshua showed up. Because I had a little bit in me that said, I don't want to be misidentified either. And I started to hear Holy Spirit to say, speak to him like a friend. Talk to him like a friend, and I knew exactly who he was talking about two years ago. Talk to him like a friend. I was driving down the street, and I'm just talking as if Yeshua was sitting right next to me. I just start sharing my heart. I just start saying, Yahweh, what do I need to do? Why am I empty right now? Where is, where is this brokenness coming from? Because seemingly I've got what I need. What is this? And I get in my car one day, and the tears started flowing. <laughs> And they haven't stopped. And I have this sense that we in here and that we can slip into this idea that we've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. That I'm too old. That I'm finished. That it's the next generation's turn. That I'm young, that I'm inexperienced, that I need the adults to take care of this thing. That I'm two, that he's two. What do I have to learn from a child? And so I refuse to let this house, I refuse to let myself be misidentified by the church, by religion. It's a new age religion if you don't see it. I mean, I, I've been about this, I've been about this thing lately about like, oh, we've, I don't think we even deal with religion anymore. It's like, we don't, most people are like, let's be a little crazy. Let's be a little wild. Let's do this thing, you know, and it's got to look this way because a few people have done it purely and rightly and done it well and you always honored that. And then everybody tries to get that map of how to get there. And, 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 and so now all of a sudden it's cool not to be religious. Oh, we're not religious. Man, all the while there is a new age religion. And that means there needs to be a new age kingdom people that are on fire with the real, that are passionate. That aren't settling. Because I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. The only way, the only way to be relevant is by Holy Ghost.
being led by him. Because what he's going to lead you to is a man named Yeshua, who is the ultimate identification. The, the worship team was, was singing, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he is it. And he's coming back to re-identify this house. That's what I truly believe. And I believe that this morning, if you came to church, if we came in here to sit down and listen to a good message, you already saw that it's different. That ain't going to happen. And I encourage you, man, I, listen, I want this place. I want this place to be filled. I want there to be new relationships. I want there to be, I want this thing to be going. Don't, don't get me wrong. I do want all of that. But not without the Holy Ghost. Not with, not, I don't, I, because I'm not going to be the 30-year-old with three boys. That's not me. And I'd rather this place, we, we, just, we just do away with it, which we're not. But I'd rather do away with it than live in some fake, false reality and get myself out of the peace and out of the rest and chasing after something that means absolutely nothing. The spiritual leader right now in my life, a mentor to me, Damon Thompson, he's been talking a lot about the rich young ruler, which we've spoken about in here. And he talks about the misidentification that religion puts on them. The rich young ruler. Damon says, the poor young slave. <laughs> and I love it. Because we have got to, in our, if we want to be re-identified in the kingdom and make a difference and have that fire and have passion, we got to let go of the idea of, man, I'm, I'm a business person. Man, I've got money. I don't have money. I struggle. But Lord, he's going to help me. Or I got it figured out. Or I'm not one that raises my hands. Or I'm not one that comes in here. I'm, I'm going to watch the young ones do that. I'm going to watch the, one, the young ones be passionate. I don't, I don't prophesy. I don't, I don't need to read scripture and find my own revelation. Man, they're going to give it to me. I just pull up to the table and get fat. Not here. Come on, people. Come on. I, I desire, I desire that this place, this little group of people, if it's just us, if it's this is all it ever is, I desire that a passion burns in us, a fire burns in us that is bigger and better than 8,000 people that are rejoicing in falsities. That's not who we are. I just encourage us this morning to, to shake it off. Whatever you think about yourself, whatever has been important to you before, I, I am challenging you this morning. Let him come close and re-identify you. It's what he's been doing to me. And I, I, uh, he's been showing me some things um, in a simple story. Shocker of the century. Mark has a simple story. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles. I don't know why we, <laughs> these things I find myself saying that like I've just heard said. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles too. You know what I mean? If you will, just do it. Come on. <laughs> Bring your dang Bibles to church and turn with me to Luke 19, all right? Let's do that. Is that cool? 
Just bring it. <laughs> if you will, please. All right, so Luke 19. This is the story of Zacchaeus. <clears throat> Verse 1 says, I'm going to read through this and then I'm going to come back. All right, so just let me read through it real quick. Just stay along with me. This is out of the Passion Translation as I read from a lot. In the city of Jericho, there lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus. He was a supervisor over all tax collectors. As Yeshua made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Yeshua. <laughs> He kept, to, uh, he kept trying to get a look at him, but the crowd around Yeshua was massive. Zacchaeus was a very short man and couldn't see over the heads of the people. So he ran on ahead of everyone, and he climbed up a blossoming fig tree. Your Bible probably says sycamore tree. So he could get a glimpse of Yeshua as he passed by. When Yeshua got to that place, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. I am appointed to stay at your house today. So he scurried down the tree. <laughs> I just find that kind of funny whenever i <laughs> just thinking about the wee little man, the wee little man, was he scurrying down the tree? Uh, so he scurried down the tree and came face to face with Yeshua. As Yeshua left to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd complained, look at this, of all the people to have dinner with, with he's going to eat in the house of a crook. Zacchaeus joyously welcomed Yeshua and was amazed over his gracious visit to his home. Zacchaeus stood in front of, uh, of the Lord and said, half of all I own, I will give to the poor. And, the Lord, and Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. Yeshua said to him, this shows that today life has come to you in your household, for you are a true son of Abraham. The Son of Man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. So I get accused a lot by my beautiful wife of being telling stories for too long. But she likes it because she just sits back there and kind of waits for the ending of the story. Let's me build it up. And then she strikes and she tells the end of it after I spent all this time. But she, she says a lot. She's like, she, she'll be sitting there in the car and I'll be telling the story. And she's like, mm, okay, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm, okay, come on, come on. What, what, what is it? What is the end? <laughs> Tell me. I'm, I'm on pins and needles here. And the thing is, is that for me, I, I, I'm about being there. I got I to gotta get in the story. I got to, you know, I think that we make the biggest mistake. We've said this before, but we make this mistake of, of getting, of reading the Bible and not being in the Bible. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't care to, to read a book or I'm not even that much of a reader. Like I, I don't just care. But what I do care about is that, is that uh, Yahweh's making this thing come alive for me. And so why, why do I read these simple stories? Why do I read stuff that's been talked about forever? And what, because, because it's alive to me and Yahweh's showing me something completely different for us through this, and it's cool, so that's why I do it, all right? So let's, let's, uh, let's go. Let's, let's just take yourself there for a second. Let's think about Zacchaeus. The Bible tells us about uh, two things that kind of are descriptors of him. He is short, and he is the chief tax collector, right? So he's got two things working against him in this story immediately. He's short, and there's a big crowd. 
And then on top of that, that crowd hates him. (laughs) Because he's there exploiting God's people. They call him a crook. I mean, these are the descriptions of Zacchaeus. And it's the ones that I remember the most. Kind of like I remember the rich young ruler because it rolls off the tongue better than the poor young slave. But he's really the poor young slave. So, so we're there. So Zacchaeus, this short wee little man, wee little man was he, is sitting. <laughs> These songs are ridiculous. But so, so we're sitting. So, so here, here he is, and he hears that Yeshua is coming. All the while knowing who he is, not Yeshua himself, Zacchaeus. He knows who he is, right? And uh, and and he sees the crowd coming. So think about it for a second. He sees, he sees them coming and he's going, hmm, I want to see Yeshua, but one, these people hate me, and two, I'm short. And I can't see through the cloud. I, I, I get a little bit of a glimpse, and the thing is, is it says it's a massive crowd of people, a massive crowd. So there's all this noise, there's all this stuff, and, and Zacchaeus is on the outside, sees him coming, and he's catching little glimpses maybe of Yeshua. He's probably jumping up and down. He's probably trying to get, and then he says, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead because I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to anticipate where he's going. And he runs and he goes up this tree, which was, a, it, it says in, in, in my Bible, in the Passion Translation, it was actually, it says the fig tree. It was a sycamore fig, and it was actually, uh, it, it was estimated that it would have been over 40 foot feet tall. And so, uh, so he, 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 think about, first off, if he is a wee little man getting up that thing. But he's like, I want to see Yeshua. I, I, I have a desire in my heart to see him. So I'm going to climb up there. It's a perfect hiding spot. I can kind of sniper the crowd from up here. I can see him, and they don't even have to see me. Good to go. I get, I get what, I, what I need. I, I get to say that I saw him. I saw the man. And, uh, and at the same time, I don't, gotta, I don't have to be seen at all. So what happens next is Yeshua walks up to that tree. Well, it doesn't say he walked up to the tree. The multitude of people are around him. He approaches that area where Zacchaeus is. And here's what he does. He goes, he looks up in the tree. Remember, remember again, multitude of people, massive crowd of people. A wee little man hiding up in a tree. And he stops and he says, Zacchaeus, when had Yeshua met Zacchaeus before? He called him by name. He didn't say, hey, you. He didn't say, hey, little guy, scurry on down. He didn't say, that's that scoundrel they've been talking about. You come down here. No, he said, Zacchaeus. And do you know what Zacchaeus means in this story? Pure. The crook, the one that desires to steal and and make himself fat and happy and rich and hide behind the tree, he calls him pure by his real name. And so I was like, what is, what's, what's significant about the fig? You know, I've, I've heard the sycamore tree. What's, what's significant about the fig? And this is a little bit obscure because it's not theologically correct. 
What I mean by that is I went to go try to research this and find out what's significant about the fig tree. Why was it a fig tree? What's, what is that? And there's all these different opinions, as there always is. And so I went to the Holy Spirit Google. <laughs> I just said, what, what, what exactly, what, 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 what are you showing me here as it pertains to this story, as it pertains to identification? What is this about? And he said, go to the beginning, the first. Look at the first. And I know the fig tree in many ways represents blessing and different things throughout the, the Bible. And it's used in many other stories. But again, just go with me here. He says, go to the first. So I flip and the first thing, the first time that, that, that the fig tree is mentioned, the first time it's mentioned is when Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together in the garden to hide their nakedness. And so many have taught in this story that, well, he ran ahead. And I do think the passion of him running ahead, but this is the thing I get from this story, is that never in this story have I read where it says that he wanted to have an evening with Yeshua. Never in this story did I read where he actually wanted to have relationship with Yeshua. Never in this story did I read that he literally wanted Yeshua to fix anything in his life. He just wanted to see him. He just wanted to catch a glimpse. And so he goes up in this tree and, and what Yeshua is showing me about this is those fig, the fig leaves were hiding his nakedness. The fig leaves to me represented like the misidentification and us being comfortable in the misidentification and us being just willing to see him or catch a glimpse of him in the crowd to get around and just see a little bit of his head and say, check that off, I got him. Because I believe you can start a mega church and really lead a whole lot of people to see a glimpse of him. But he says, Zacchaeus, pure. Today, 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 I'm appointed to come to your house. Today. Or we can do it your way and we can wait. Now think of Zacchaeus in this moment. He's hated. He's misidentified. And actually, he's actually properly identified by these people because he is a crook. He is short. He is hiding in a tree up there looking down at Yeshua. And these people have been following him for miles. But Yeshua said, he's watching the Father. So sometimes things don't make sense. And he stops and he says, pure clean, come down for that, from that tree because today I, I, I'm, I'm, called to li I'm called to walk with you. I'm called to have relationship with you. I'm calling you to a face-to-face -face encounter. And why, why does Damon get so upset about the rich young ruler and his, because of how he failed in proximity to the literal Yeshua sitting in his face and he was not willing to sell it all. He had left that identity to be who he is. And so here we go. Zacchaeus has a decision to make. Do I stay in the fig trees? Do I stay in misidentification? Or am I willing to scurry on down the tree and get tunnel vision because everybody has opinions about you? Because everybody, everybody sees you as either good or not so good. And when he calls you, you have to be willing to get tunnel vision. If you're going to, you have a choice. 
you can stay in misidentification or you can get tunnel vision and say, I don't care what I lose. I don't care how weird it makes me look. Man, I've lost relationships. I've, I've, I'm telling you, it's not about all loss, but it's about the heart that I don't care. I don't care what I lose in this walk. I, don't, I just know that I, he called my name today. And I desire, I don't care if I lose it all, I'm, I will to, be, to have a real heart and not be misidentified in this walk. So Zacchaeus, with people hating him, literally calling him a crook right in front of Yeshua, desiring to tell Yeshua like, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. This dude right here, he's the reason my kids can't eat. And this dude right here, you should see what he says. But Yeshua doesn't care about all that, man. Because he doesn't see things the way we see things. He sees things the way Yahweh sees things. He sees things through the eyes of redemption. And so he looks at Zacchaeus and he calls him down, hurry down the tree. It is, it is, I'm appointed to stay at your house. I'm called to stay at your house. I've seen my father call this. And Zacchaeus makes the decision, the brave decision, to scurry down the tree and to, and to, and to run to Yeshua. And he has a face-to-face encounter. You see, misidentification is cool. Being misunderstood is cool. It's really easy to do that. It's really easy to use that crutch until dad shows up. Until daddy shows up. Until the one that knows the truth about you and who you're called to be and what your name is shows up and knows you better than, than your dad, your, your actual natural father. He knows you better than the friend that you've been walking with all your life. He knows you better than those that have spoken against you. He knows you better than those that lift you up. He knows you better than your wife. He knows you better than your brother. It does not matter. He knows who I called you, like I said with Leo, before I formed you in the womb, I called you. He knows us in a deeper deeper, deeper way than we have ever known ourselves or anybody else has. So when he calls, I'm running. And I'm going to have the face to face. It's not worth it for anything else. No one else is worth it. And here's the thing about that. Is that when that day comes... When today comes, your appointed time, where you're willing to let go and say, I know it looks like I've got it together on the outside, but that ain't going to be enough. Until you're willing to say, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm coming down off this tree. I'm not willing to hide behind my, my I, I want to sh- show my nakedness. Because you came to redeem that. Y'all hear me today? And this is what happens to Zacchaeus. Everything changes. Everything changes. His pattern, the way he does things, the way he thinks, not not based on because people call him a crook. No. (laughs) No. He'd been doing it for a long time. He probably was pretty comfortable with being a crook. That's not why. It's because he had a face-to-face encounter with Yeshua. He decided I'm going to put him first. I'm going to put him in my view and I'm not going to look at anything else. And when you see yourself through that lens, because identification is the lens from which you see everything else. 
It's the way you do things. Because you're identified by someone, a lot of times it, it almost molds you and shapes you of how, oh, I need to do this. I mean, that's how they expect it to be. I got to do it this way because, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, a baby dedication needs to look like this. <laughs> I, I did not plan that this morning. But, but when he shows up, man, take the opportunity. And say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who I offend. I don't care if I don't get to walk with the one that I walked with my entire life. I don't care who I offend. I just, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm just saying this is, this is so important and vital. And I I'm hope I'm, 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 I'm portraying this to you and portraying my heart. Because my heart is Yahweh's heart. My heart is not to promote this and to promote this. My heart is that you have a true revelation and, and that, that, this, that this thing is real to you because I promise you what that's going to do is affect the, the, your realm of influence because it's going to change your pattern. You're going to throw out the old grid for a new one, for the face of Yeshua and how he sees you. So man, today use this as a cleansing. I don't care how people have seen you. but care about how he sees you and live that. You got to change. It's not, it's, see, that's, that's, that's the thing I can't stand about this, this new thing here as far as like, oh, you know, we, we, we're not under doctrine, we're under grace. That's the new move. That's the new religion. It's grace, man. Everybody's welcome. We love you. Every, oh, come on. Did you bring your check today? Man, it's awesome. Like, did, did you subscribe to our YouTube, cha our YouTube channel? Like, I'm not saying these things are necessarily bad. I mean, my gosh, you got to give from what you're receiving. Like, and, 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 there's, and if, you, if you have a, reality, a real message and real something that Yahweh's sharing, don't just hide it, give it. But what I'm saying is, is this new age religion wants you to be misidentified. You can come in here with your misidentity because we've got a logo for you. Just put it on your car. I love my church. You're good. <laughs> we got away from Yeshua washing us clean and got to that a bumper sticker washes you clean. Man, just put this on. It's your check mark to make it through the world. Everybody will see you as a holy, righteous person because you love your church. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Like I, I just I just I'm just saying this morning, I do not care. <laughs> because I love this scripture Yahweh showed me in Romans, I think it's Romans 8:11 that says, The Holy Ghost makes Yahweh's fatherhood real to you by whispering in your innermost being, You are his beloved. <laughs> his fatherhood, man, his his who he is to me has become so alive and so real. And a real face-to-face -face encounter, the thing that I, I'm not saying, I'm not gonna be fake and act like I don't ever deal with things or get in the natural. We've talked about that before. And you know I'm willing to be real and tell you when I'm in that place. But what I'm saying is, come on, when, when you've had a real face-to-face -face encounter, I'm willing to take the knocks. I'm willing to be misidentified by everybody else. I'm willing to look a little bit weird. I'm willing to have those conversations with my friends saying, what, you do what now? And don't worry, just because you come face to face with Yeshua does not mean, he, he kind of threw me for a loop, messed me up. 
I, and I'm, I'm with this now, but I, it's awesome, and I love it. But you're not going to be called to necessarily have to do something, but you might be called to, to, you have to have the heart of willing to do something that you might not really want. That you might, that you don't care, I don't care what you have me to do, I don't care if I look a little bit weird, and I don't care if I break all the relationships I had before. Bring me new ones that keep, keep reminding me of my identity, keep reminding me of what I am in the kingdom, keep reminding me that I'm not a wee little man, but I'm a giant for the kingdom. Man. Musicians, let's go ahead and uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this thing up here because I don't want to go any further than when you're where Holy Ghost is leading me to go. But if you will, if you're, if, you, uh, if you're willing to be re-identified this morning, I, I want us to gather this morning. I want us to gather up front here. Because there's, but listen, don't, do, don't, don't just do it, okay? For real. Don't. I'm, I'm, you're not going to make me feel better if you're up here because my message spoke to you. And I'm not going to judge you if it didn't. But I just want to live, I want, I want those that, are, that, that, want, that want to be re-identified that want to walk in a deeper revelation of who they really are, not who they've been. That want to run down off of the tree. (laughs) That feel this this morning. That feel a realness, that feel a tug, that feel something that's, that's deeper than what it's always been. Whatever you guys are feeling, man, just... Let's just be okay with the silence. Don't turn on that. Because I really believe this morning that, man, I feel him. I feel this. I felt it all week. I feel that a new flame needs to burn in us, that there needs to be passion, that we don't need to be okay with just coming in here and receiving and a clap here and a clap there and not showing up here with expectation. I'm not saying that because we've said that many times before. I'm saying that not because of anything else other than shake it off. Be who he's called you to be. The end. Desire to walk in relationship. Do we say that every, man, Mark finds a new way to say walk in relationship every single week. Perfect. I'm doing what I'm called to do. Because what I hope that I do here is, I'm a, listen, I can't, I can't be a leader. I can't be, I can't be the new age religion. I can't be what the church has always been. And I can't, I just, I can't walk in that. And I don't want to any kind of, any kind, man, I, I, I cast the crown of leadership. I just pick up the call. And if, if me walking in a, in, in a revelation of who I am and being identified by him, and, and if, if there's a passion burning up in me, I hope that it's a witness to this house that just sets you on fire. 
man, where's that fire? The, the, the been there, done that, get the t-shirt thing needs to get out. And we need to be okay with seeing things in a new way. And we need to be okay with seeing ourselves in a new light. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've walked here. Are you willing? Play, let's, let's play, babe. If you're feeling this this morning, I just want you to lift your hands. Yahweh, as a people, we desire to live in a land called identification. Not by what the world sees. This church, this gathering does not desire to be what the world sees and what, what they expect us to be. We cast off the identity that we've been given as a, as a gathering here in this community, and we pick up what you're calling us to be as a gathering in this community. And I speak an identification over, a new identification over these people, over these people that have a heart of faithfulness. Yeshua lived in a land called faithfulness for 30 years until one day he found the voice crying in the wilderness, was baptized by John the Baptist, came up and he got one thing. As the spirit descended like a dove, beloved identity. For 30 years, finally, for 30 years, he walked in, in, in faithfulness so that finally he can hear, that is my beloved son and well, whom I'm well pleased. For 30 years with little to no ministerial uh, activity history is, history doesn't tell us necessarily much of that, but then, then he, he walks in this land of identity. And as I've said before, he enters into this, into this wilderness. He's called by the spirit, not to be tempted, but to show his strength. Because when we enter into times, man, if you have, you, you have, you have miracles that you need to see happen, Donna, you have things that, that need to take place in your life. You need healing in your body. You need your relationships restored. You need to be seen as someone different. Things need to change in your life. Then be established and rooted in this one thing. You are his beloved. Through Christ in you. You are his beloved. And if you really get a, a revelation of that within you, doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it does not matter. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. I don't care what you have, what you have to say about me, whether it be good or bad, whether my friends that, that I've known forever in school ever talk to me again, because I'm running. I'm running to his face. I'm running to his face this morning. 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 Come on, lift up a shout. Lift up your voices. Come on, come on, come on. Rejoice with him. Rejoice with him. Enter into the wilderness identified so that you see a garden. You start to see the flowers appear. You start to see the birds chirp. You start to see the rivers flow. And you realize it's not about your testing. You realize it's not about your crushing. You realize it's about that you are a son who has identified in the beloved identity and that he desires you to walk into this garden or into this wilderness, into this community and see the garden in which you were called to redeem. I feel this this morning. Chris, can we sing your beloved song?
Let's do that. Let's just sing that, and I want to, I want to, y'all just continue to, to press in here for a minute. I, it's, it, we got time. We got time. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org or give us a call at 850-785-7625. 